The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for Get Healthy with Sound, a weekend workshop with Eileen McCusick, an innovator in the fields of therapeutic sound, electric health, and the human biofield. May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn easy and accessible techniques to reduce stress, improve focus, and increase energy. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa is for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide a physician-patient relationship, give diagnoses, prescribe treatment, or do psychotherapy. Please contact your healthcare provider to obtain treatment. This podcast is produced with Caller Interaction. Follow Dr. Mona Lisa on Facebook and Instagram to be a part of the next podcast taping. Discover your body's natural ability to heal. Welcome to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. So welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa and this is the third part of a 10-part series of intuitive solutions to get a grip on sanity, health, and happiness in the current roller coaster world. This is Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. The title of the show is called Free Falling, How to Develop Physical Stamina, Intuitive Skill, and Emotional Spirit After Physical, Emotional, and Financial Loss. So the question is, have you suffered from fatigue, depression, after a series of serious losses? Have you ever felt or are you feeling now hopeless, helpless, and can't seem to get out of bed in the morning or get your energy back after a crisis in your family, work, money, parent to child? If you've ever had this blow up or breakup, or failure in life, today's your good day because we're going to discuss free falling, how to develop the physical stamina, intuition to get going again after you fell and have since got, not been able to get up. In today's world, it's so common to see people with an insurmountable number of problems. We see the shootings, we see the COVID, it's now in the third or fourth year, I, I've lost counts. Now this economy, it's just staggering. And like a drip, drip, drip on your head or a dripping faucet in the middle of the night, it just drives you crazy. It wears on your nerve. And if it's not just for the pain, it's a sheer weariness of it happening over and over and over. Today's show is going to change your life because it's going to teach you how to use your intuition 
and spiritual knowledge. And believe it or not, a little mathematics to help you get going again with grace and grit and perhaps a little bit of bounce in your step. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and this is Healthy Living Intuitively with, with me, Dr. Mona Lisa, and this is MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. We're taking your calls during the show for free mini readings or question or comment, 207-846-6475, 207-846-6475. And if you're shy, you don't want to do that, which I completely understand. You can call, get a hold of me for a private reading by going to 207-846-6475 or going to www.drmonalisa.com. And remember, you can subscribe to this Healthy Living Intuitively with me, Dr. Mona Lisa, by going to Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And understand this forum is education only and not intended to provide a physician-patient relationship, give diagnosis, prescribe treatment, or do psychotherapy. And if you are sick, you fall ill during this class, I want you to back away from the podcast, push the podcast away, and run, don't walk, to your nearest emergency room. So, hmm? Not yet, no. please mute your phone, your whatever those things are called, the mics, because otherwise people will be hearing your stomach growling, you burping, the dog barking, or whatever creaking of the door. But then when I ask you to unmute, or I ask people, can you raise your hands, do that little question thing. So for people who've logged on afterwards, I want you to write down the crisis, tragedy, or number of losses that have occurred to you that you haven't been able to get up from. There's a commercial that used to be on, help, help, I've fallen, I can't get up. I want you to look at the number of ways in which you've fallen. That's, I, I went like this because that lady's, micro, that lady's camera, I'm looking right up her nostrils. So what did I do, like a fool? It's a classic empathy. I changed my camera thinking that I'll be able to see her nose better. I mean, I don't know what, I don't know what that is. That's classic for ridiculous empathy. I think if I change my camera, she'll be different. This is the perfect example. I will give you some situations that wear on you. And as I'm doing it, I don't want you to think in terms of me talking about my story. I want you to think in terms of what happened to you and I want you to write it down. So as people know, I had a neck problem in October. Needless to say, about two years ago, my hands went and then I went walking in the spring last spring and I heard a crack in my neck and a disc blew in my neck. That actually was the 23rd and 24th, no, 22nd and 23rd disc in my spine. You only have 24 of them. So now I actually have only 23 discs. So I was fused from C2 all the way down. When I came back, if that weren't difficult enough, my first floor was flooded, necessitating me living, starting to live in only 700 feet, square feet in my house. Okay, that was hard, but we managed. Then I tripped over the stuff on the second floor 
re-injuring the surgery, having to go back and get it fixed again. We handled it. Then I tripped again in a hole in the driveway. We handled it. Again and again and again, these things happened. Then of course, I tried to get my taxes done because on the way to getting my surgery, as if not insult to injury, I actually got a concussion. I fell on the plane and banged my head. That will be important in a second. So as a result of that, it was very hard for me to keep moving. And when I came back, my brain couldn't see out of a paper bag, so I couldn't do my taxes. I got them in a month and a half late. As a result, January, my tax account, my CPA didn't get them in February, March, April, May, and he disappeared. So now it's June and I can't get him to do it. So now we have no basement, no first floor. We have no driveway, okay? And then we have no taxes, three. Are you following me? So there's three things. And I'm scared about the IRS repossessing my cats, like they need my cats. There's something else in there, but I can't remember. It was because I still have a concussion and I can't remember. <laughs> so I call, 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 to get people to do things, but no one will pick up the phone because we have a labor crisis in the United States, which I'm sure you figured out. Nobody returns calls. And so the more these things pile on and you're writing your lists, the more you get a short circuit. And what do you do? A short temper. You cry or I cry. I cry. And then of course I get sick. I get pain. Then of course we take the vaccines and the vaccines made the pain worse. So now we have fatigue. We have a concussion. We have pain. We have water on the first floor. We have mold growing. We have no driveway and we have the taxes. So this goes on and on and on and on. Can't go to bed. My sleep is disturbed. And when I wake up, I can't wake up. I can't focus. I can't pay attention. And then my, my mood just goes downhill, which is not like me. What's the use? What, my life has no meaning. And even though I look great during these times, it's just like all I want to do is be alone. And all I want to do is build things out of Legos. So you start to spend less and less time doing things that actually can build you up. So what do you do when that happens? Well, this is a subject of my upcoming book called Mystical Molecules, is when we have a crisis, a tragedy, it rewires our brain and our body. It changes our molecules so that we actually are able to get information more from the heavens, from spirit, because our brains are leaky. So that's all that crying stuff. <laughs> 
That's all that losing it stuff because you're porous and sensitive. And that's like being keyed in other people. So that's why when your camera was tilted, Kimberly, I started to tilt my camera to, for you because you're more keyed in other people and you cannot, your boundaries are different. Are you following me? So you start thinking of baby formula <laughs> and it's nuts. I mean, empathy is like on steroids. Suffice it to stay, there are these steps. They're on seven chakras, there are 12. And they're based on Kabbalah, the Old Testament, which is the subject of this new book, on how to get out of a ridiculous situation. And um, first of all, it's based on, and then you'll start to get information from lots of different areas because rational thinking, like you did the right way before, isn't getting your way, getting you through this. Like you go to a therapist, I'm not, there's not like there's anything wrong with it. Therapists give you something right away that you tried that. It gets you only so far. Going to doctors only take you so far. Believe me, I am a product of incredible medical care. I wouldn't be sitting here. However, you go to a therapist and you do it. They say, break up the tasks in the small doable steps, like chewing food in small pieces. I did that, didn't work. I was online with Spectrum this morning. I turned on Spectrum because things start to get crazy and illogical, bizarre and more bizarre. This morning I turned on my TV so you start to get a cycle. You do the same thing over and over again. You hear a routine make you feel more comfortable, right? That's the first thing you do when you start to lose it. You think, okay, security, sense of safety and security, I'll do a routine. So it's like a circle. Every day, I'll start to do continuity. That's how you treat depression and anxiety, right? So I start to try to go to bed every night at the same time and get up every night. It makes me initially feel better then it stops working. So this morning I get up the same time, whether I like it or not, I'm still not right in the head. I turn the TV on and it says, you do not have an account. I'm like, wait a minute now, what bill did I pay? You need to verify your account with Spectrum. So I'm sure now we have another problem. So we're now on, the, on our winning ways for more problems. And so I call and it says, your business is important to us. We want you to know this company is dedicated to keeping you online all the time. And I'm thinking, really? <laughs> because we're not. So I get, they say, it will take 16 to 40 minutes to have you online uh, on the phone. So we'll get back to you. And I'm like, no, no, we won't. So you escalate, you get more upset. The more problems, the more upset you get. And the more upset you get, the more cortisol, the more pain, the more fatigue, and you get wound up and wound up. So I figure out, you know what? So that's when you start to get smart. Step one, taken, you change it up. You get illogical. Don't follow directions. Don't get mad. Don't push up against the system. 
when you are stuck in a river, lifeguard, class, number 7,000 that I've taken, when you are stuck in a river and eel grass is tangled up around you, don't struggle with the current. Don't say, oh my God, this shouldn't be. They should just hire more people. Don't struggle with what is. It says, I have to be waiting for 40 to 60 minutes. Don't say, this shouldn't be it. Don't struggle with what is. In a keto, you just step aside. I go, I know. I won't stay online for 46 minutes. I'll call billing. They pick up, they like to pick up quickly if they're going to get money, right? So I'll pretend I'm giving them more money. More money. So I call back and they say, why are you calling? I don't say because I need repair. I say, because I want to pay a bill. Do you get it? Change it up. Taken. Lead your ordinary reality. Turn it around. Your wait will be two to four minutes. And then you feel victorious. You feel you've won the system. Get it? So even though you have a problem, you're stuck in the same problem, you get a boost of opiates. Do you get it? Because somehow the rules have switched in your favor. And you think, what just changed? The world has changed for you. The parting of the Red Sea, a little miracle, has changed. Lady gets online. How can I be of help? I said, you can be a wonderful of help. What's your address? What's your number? What's your account? She says, oh, you don't have an account with us. I said, really? I said, what are, who have I been paying bills to? She said, you know, it's very interesting. I have a, a thing here that says you've been paying us money, but we don't have an account of yours. She said, that can't be. I said, I know it can't be. She said, oh, you know what? I think we changed systems, but you're not going to be able to get service today. I said, you know, that's very lovely because I have an international all over the world. So um, can, you sm can you spell class action suit? <laughs> I said, listen. I understand that it's not your problem. She said, I know. I said, so it's not. I said, but I don't know how you work with these people. What kind of cholesterol and hypertension medication are you on? Step two, use humor. Don't kill the messenger. She said, well, I'm going to connect you to the people who have all the power. I said, step three, don't forget your faith. I said, they don't have all the power. She said, ma'am. I said, they don't have all the power. God, the universe, or whoever you believe in has all the power. These people don't have all the power. They may have all the toys <laughs> temporarily, but they don't have all the power. I said, but connect me to them. Entertain me. <laughs> I still don't have TV, but that doesn't matter because the fact remains is I got a phone call in two to four minutes. But the best part, let's go to taxes, shall we? Taxes for 200, Alex. So I've been calling accountants, bookkeepers. I'm not going to even get, see the cats. The cats are like, you have no idea what we've suffered. So today, so remember the concussions? A concussion on dyslexia, there's Loretta Lynn. She's not happy. A concussion on top of dyslexia is, is you can't do your own taxes. You can't even do your own bookkeeping. You could maybe open a door and walk outside. So I decide I'm going to call 
my lawyer thinking they'll be able to give me a referral. So I look it up on the web and I get um, Baker, Newman and Noise. And it's abbreviated BNN, okay? So I call him on the horn. Baker, Newman and Noise, may I help you? I said, yes, my name is Mona Lisa Schultz. I'm, I'm a client of yours. I'd like to know if you can refer me to a bookkeeper so I can have an account. I tell her the story. She says, what is your name again? We don't have you down once again. I said, you have to have me down because I've been paying your bills. Is this a crazy world? Is this a crazy world? A problem and you think you're going crazy because that's what happens when one problem happens after another, after another, you start to lose it. I'm sorry, man, you don't, what's your account number? I said, I don't know what your account, my account number is, but I know that I've gone for you for years. You even have my corporate taxes, my S corp, my C corp, all the damn corps, not corpse like a corpse dead body, but corpse as in a company. She said, are you sure? I said, I'll check my bank account. It's not Baker, Newman and Noise. It's um, Bernstein, Bernstein Shore and something or other. It's BSS, not Baker. It's not BNN, it's BSS. So if you turn the S's on their side, they look like, if you turn the N's on their sides, they look like S's to me. So basically I was in the wrong company completely wrong building, but I was absolutely convinced. I go, never mind. The key is this is where things turn around. So now I feel if I didn't feel stupid, now I feel like I'm losing it. So now my brain is going. I call Baker and Newman and Noise. I hope that's the right way. Yes, it is. I said, hi, my name is Mona Lisa Schultz. I'm a patient of yours or I should be a patient of somebody, yes. And then I tell him the story. She goes, oh, we'll help you. I had a friend who had a concussion. I said, you'll help me? She said, we'll help you get a bookkeeper and accountant. She said, but you know, we're a lawyer, right? We're a legal firm. I said, don't lawyers have accountants and bookkeepers? She said, well, we have them. I said, well, why can't you give me one? Can't you let me borrow one? And she laughs, because I really need one. She said, well, we'll help you because we feel, we feel badly for you because I had a friend who suffered from a concussion and she hasn't gotten back to work yet. That's when the miracles happen. You understand that if it weren't for that quirk of fate, if I hadn't said, looked up the wrong company, Bernstein Shore and whatever that is, BSS, and it was Baker Newman and Noise, it was turning it around that I called the wrong person who turned me up to call the right person. I would never have called my lawyer. Do you understand? And as a result, I got the right person to help me when I would never have called them. I had no idea that calling a lawyer would get me an accountant. My point to you is step number blessing, taken, when you feel like you're dying, seventh chakra, eighth chakra is taken. You have to change it up, change the way you're solving things and blessed. The thing that's messed up about you, my head, concussion, dyslexia, believe it or not, you can use it to your advantage. I did. 
the, the letters that were turned around help me in the right direction. However, you have to have faith. That's the crazy thing. God, the universe, or whatever you believe in, you have to believe that it's going to lead you in the right direction. However, lead you meaning you have to move. And you can be demoralized if you're in pain and tired and nothing works. And believe me, there's nothing like calling the same person for October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May, nine months, and having them not return your call and feeling unloved, unwanted, and a failure. Not to mention a problem. You gotta mute yourself. Whoever's not muted, I'm muting you. Do you understand? So you have to somehow get going, keep going. If anything, because there's nothing else to do. Taken, blessed, and then broken. You have to allow yourself to sit in the misery of it for a certain amount of time every day. And just lie down and say, you know what? I give up for the rest of the evening. I just give up. Hug something, a cat, a pillow, something. For a period of time. Or like that cat, do the laundry. See how he's just sitting there washing himself? Apparently it's comforting. Do something that's comforting, that gives you pain, that gives you some relief of pain. And then given, in the midst of some relief, some glimpse of hope, I still don't have an accountant. I still don't have a bookkeeper. You see a glimpse of a light that says something might be happening. Give back right away. Make somebody have a bigger tip. Say hello to someone who you don't know who will think you're a nut. Buy some doggy or kitty treats and give them to people in the, in the neighborhood. It will make you feel better and will make people give you that look like, gee, she's a nice, he's a nice looking person. I want to know that person. It will make you feel like you can go further and that all these things that are happening to you, you won't take personally. And then move on. Knowing, continue to move on. Knowing that some of these things you're going to keep lost. Like maybe I can't work on my first floor anymore. Maybe I have to live on another floor. Or more, I'm, maybe I'm supposed to move to Florida. I have no idea. You have to follow intuitively the signs. But that means please stand by. There'll be more messages. Obviously, something is happening. Holes, <laughs> floods. You have to look at, try to find out the message because sometimes you can't see the message until the end of, it's like German, learning German. I never understood that language. You have all the nouns and the adjectives and then you get the verb at the end of the sentence. You find out what the hell they all have to do with each other. What a language. You have to have an attention span to remember all that crap before the end of the sentence to find out what the hell they have to do with each other. Jesus, mother of God, what a language. That's what problems are. It's like you got all these details and at the end, you have the verb. Oh my God, that's what they have to do with each other. I had no idea. 
you get it? All I know is who the hell knew that going from Bacon, Newman, and Noise to Bernstein, Shore, and something or other. I can't even remember the last phoneme. It doesn't matter. I got the solution just because I turned the S's and the N's. Who knew? And the thing is, I'm not going to beat myself up for not being able to read myself out of a paper bag because it got me to the right place for the wrong reason. It's like getting a math problem correct, but you did it wrong and you have no idea how you did it. But it doesn't matter. Good enough for government work. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and we're talking about free falling, how to get going again after physical, emotional, and financial loss. We're taking your questions, and I am taking the phone off the hook so people can call because I forgot to do that one week, and I was maligning the fact that no one was calling. And of course, I forgot to take the phone off the hook. So there's always something. So, anybody have any questions? And now, I'm beginning to wonder because someone said, I don't know. I feels like people want to ask you a question, but they look like they're too afraid. So now this is the this is the time because I take it as a personal failure. Do you find me frightening? And why aren't you asking questions? You have to put your hand up because if you don't put your hand up, okay, what's Susan? Less nice. I'm taking you off mute. How can I be of help? Otherwise, I'll take it personal if you don't answer questions. I'll take, I will use your codependence against you. You understand? Oh, I can't hear you. Hold on, Susan. Unmute you. Go ahead. Ask to unmute. I have to ask to unmute. Go ahead. All right. Can you hear me now? Yes. Otherwise, okay. I have to learn how to read lips. Go ahead. All right. Um, first of all, I've been uh, kind of out of touch with you for a long time. You did a personal reading on me maybe 18 years ago. I was in a bad place and I was, you know, menopause hitting, emotional, bad relationship. The advice you gave me, you warned me about my health. And I'm going to give you feedback. Oh, no. As years went by, no, 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 you were right. You were right. And this is what happened. Um, I had a lot of death losses over the years. So from the time that you talked to me, I lost an uncle that I had to do caretaking for for two years. And I lost a mom. And I lost the cat. I lost the boyfriend that was giving me the grief. Okay. Then I saged the house like crazy, lit a bunch of candles, I, you know, and I was trying to go on, but my health had already taken the toll and you warned me about my heart. And I ended up with a heart transplant in 2020. And now I'm here <laughs> and I want to thank you. I'm sorry I didn't listen to you. I should have kicked him out sooner. I tried, but um, you know, there was just so many mixed bag of emotions going on and I tried to help him. But um, what I find now in life is I'm still in that caretaker role because I have a very dear friend dying of cancer and I have um, my aunt that's close to her end years too. Stop. Wait a minute. And I don't know. Wait, how wait, I wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for Get Healthy with Sound, 
a weekend workshop with Eileen McCusick, an innovator in the fields of therapeutic sound, electric health, and the human biofield, May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn easy and accessible techniques to reduce stress, improve focus, and increase energy. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. Did you see me start to cry? Yeah, well, I'm crying too. Okay, I don't wait want to ruin my new heart. <laughs> wait a minute, I know. Good, that's good. I want to hear you. Can you just say that one more time? I didn't hear it correctly. I said, I don't want to ruin my new heart. Okay, this is wait a minute, Wait a minute, wait a minute. Who'd you get it from? Um, I don't know exactly, a man in his 30s. Really? I've tried to, to write three times, but the family isn't ready to respond, or maybe they never will. I don't know. But uh, he, was 30, I, he was 30 years old, so he got a 30-year-old. So that's like low mileage. Low mileage. Mm -hmm. I know that and that sounds terrible. You know what I'm using? I'm using a technique called irreverent humor. I I'm understand. using opposite totally emotions. I was in heart failure for, for decades, and so to have a, a strong beating heart is just Oh, it was but a you lot understand, to adjust to. I used, I used irreverent humor. So I, I used opposite emotion to lighten it up. Yeah. Even though I was crying because heart is fourth center. It has to do with emotion. So mm -hmm. you were feeling my emotion and you obviously had a lot of grief from all the losses. So I was using, I was trying to use, say that your heart was like, a used car and that you got it and it had low mileage but it was a joke that fell flat like it's okay because the, going with your car analogy the rest of my body is like a used car <laughs> i know but it does not have low mileage it's better your heart is better than the rest of your mind your anyway absolutely okay and so my point is your heart is probably better than the rest of your body correct. however correct. however We'll go back to what I was saying. You saw me start to cry when you told me the story because you saw the impact on you telling me this. And you know my health. And it's not just me. It's, I went to a Kudum Data once, Senora Marrera, which people know the story. And she uh, takes a rosary, rosary beads and shakes them and starts screaming Portuguese in the ceiling. And she says, ah, da, 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 da. and then she says, you have all these health problems because you have people call you with all these health problems all over the world and you carry it in your body. And then she says, um, you have a gift, but that, help, that makes you carry their doenses, that's Portuguese for illnesses. And they said, if we could take away your gift, you might be better. Do you want to do that? And I said, no. And they said they could teach me how to fix it. Well, currently that hasn't taken. However, you know, <laughs> I was hoping that you could tell me that secret. I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. So you could see the impact on my face when you told me that story. So knowing that you can see that with one disc left, which means I have 6% of 
66% of what a normal person has in their spine. So I only have 6% of the spine. The rest is rods, shrapnel, maybe some scotch tape and old gum. Um, again, reverend humor to cover up grief and loss. Suffice it to say, maybe you have a gift that you can help have compassion. Passion means feeling, love, and you can carry it with them. But compassion means carry it with them, not for them. Would you, if we were together in a car and we went grocery shopping, would you have, have me carry your groceries? No, I'd be helping you. Oh, that would be equally stupid. Or if I was using articulate, I would say that would be equally unskillful. You wouldn't be helping me carry my groceries. That would be unskillful. On the other hand, right now, taken, blessed, broken, given, move on. You've watched a bunch of deaths. Part of you died, too. So we, you've already given for the cause. <clears throat> Wrong answer. You can't die anymore. So you're, the best organ you have is your heart. We've already established it has low mileage, and the rest of you is like an old Audi that's given to you by daddy that has about 300,000 miles on it. And um, Eileen knows what that means because she's in the Northeast and she has a house in Vermont. She knows that these people have these Audis that they ski around and they get the racks on and they go forever. My point is, and you've heard that old chestnut that they say, you won't be able to help anybody if you're dead. So even though you're wired like this and trust me, I understand, You have to know wise mind and dialectical behavioral therapy to observe, describe, allow, or if you want, you can listen to Janice Joplin, take another piece of my heart. Now, does it make you feel good? And that's a great song because it sounds like she's sad, but she's mad. Mm -hmm. Because you may be a heart donor. Some people say, I feel for you. And I'm not sure about that. I think you have problems with distress tolerance. It's very hard for you to watch someone in pain. Um, I feel I'm always, I want to try to fix problems for everybody. And it's really not my job. No, no. You have two brains. You have a thinking and a feeling. A left brain thinking and a, I'm just making it. A left brain, this is blessed. We're not blaming ourselves. We couldn't possibly cause our problems. But we are responsible once we have them to try to do what we can. Granted, you can't do a cardiovascular surgery on you, but you can lower the risk of things exacerbating. As I said, 
we all have a form of intuition. This is what I teach in my class, my seven day class. I teach people how their brains are wired for intuition because at times our intuition can provoke a health problem that was previously treated. If we can learn how our intuition is why we can stay better longer, respond to treatment better, utilize that form of intuition for a vocation, avocation, a calling, not to mention spiritual growth and development. So I teach people how they're wired in my class so that they can stay better longer for the exact issue that you have, which is your blessing, but it's your curse. So there is a technique in DBT that you have to be taught. You can't read it in the book. It's called Wise Mind. It teaches you how to observe, describe, allow, but not pick up the phone, not open up a wallet, observe, describe, allow. And you may have some automatic thought that's in your network in your brain that's attached to your motor system that's attached to your spinal cord, that's a reflex. Like if I hit you on your knee, your leg jumps out. It's a reflex. Oh, can I do that for you? Can I get your chair? Can I get your groceries? I understand. Believe me, I understand. When I woke up from the surgery that I bled out in, you understand, I was paying for everybody who's out there taking care of me. I was running my credit card bills up. I had no money. I was living hand to mouth. I was telling all the nurses when I was in the delirium, when I came off the ventilator in a week and a half, I was telling all the nurses that I would put them through medical school. <laughs> Can you imagine? And the thing is, they were asking my friend, does she mean it? Because for every person you're offering, there are people who will take advantage of you. Do you understand? By the way, I've hired five embezzlers. And in my pursuit of bookkeepers, can you imagine? God, the universe, whatever you believe in, does protect babes and fools. Because you know how many people wanted in on my bank accounts, but didn't want to do what the bank said, which is to get an administrator, and they give their um, um, date of birth and social security number. They didn't want to do that. They just wanted access to the account. And the banks and the American Express have ways of handling that because they are liable if they get stolen from too. But they didn't want to do that. Can you imagine? That's why people who are sick and older get taken care of, they take advantage of. My point is, and so are you. Because You're right, I'm you not have a spring a, chicken anymore. <laughs> you no, know, you have an irresistible impulse. You have an irresistible impulse. I once had a patient who broke into a walk-in, one of those Chinese restaurants, he stole twisties, <laughs> those little stirrers, and he took off. And eventually the police got him and they arrested him for stealing, breaking and entering. And I had to evaluate him to find out if he was criminally liable. And it's called the McNaughton rule. And one of them is you have to find out, number one, if he understands the whole concept of the legal system, but number two, if he had an irresistible impulse, if he couldn't prevent himself, if he saw a twisty, could he not prevent his hand from reaching for it, right? Mm. You can't, you have an irresistible impulse to do that. So you need someone to help you because it's detrimental to your health. So is addiction incidentally. Addiction is continuing, oh yes, 
continue to use a substance or a process despite adverse physical consequences. You would do continuing to do something, addictive process, despite adverse consequences. It will kill you. Just like if I picked up, and I've done it, picked up stuff for you and said, I'll do that. I have a bionic back. Oh, I'll do it. Yeah, I have back problems, but for God's sakes, you have no heart. You can see me doing something stupid like that, and I have. Because I'm stupid. I have impulsive and I have irresistible impulse. I do it. And it's an, I have to learn some skills, and so do you. For whatever reason, there may be a reason it does not matter. Because knowing why, or an AA, whying is dying. It's not going to give you the skill. You may have learned it in your home. You may have had someone with addiction. It matters not. It will, knowing the reason is lovely, but it will not give you the reason to do this. So rather than continuing to have catastrophes, go to someone who knows DBT. They'll ask you if you have borderline personality disorder. That's not why I'm saying for you to do this. I'm saying, get the skill. So you don't have to put more miles in that heart and blow out other gaskets in your chassis. Capiche? Yes, just one last question. When you say <clears throat> observe, describe, and allow, that last word allow. I understand. So that, is that goes for into, me to no. allow them to do minute, what they need to do. And then or, there's another, not, wait a minute. I'm, and there's another skill called radical acceptance uh -huh. that's accepting what is. It doesn't mean it's fair, right, or just. Okay. And right. knows that they have a higher power with other, wait, wait a minute, this is because this is somebody else in my life who has cancer who's doing this stunt like I have it. They have a higher power and other resources you ain't in. Meaning, if you kill over and die of congestive heart failure or get run over by a bus, what's going to happen to them? Feel something. So you don't know that. You have an irresistible impulse. You're not taking an inventory of the cost to you and realizing it will deplete your resources, use up heart muscle. You can't do that. You're impulsive because of whatever wiring. It matters not. You have to learn the skill. And so as a result, you have to learn that. But if you were nine feet under, I guarantee you, those people would have to do something. You get some opiates or your connectiveness, or your sense of relatedness is based on what can you do for them? And you have to figure out another way of doing that, getting those opiates. You have to know you're lovable. You have to figure out ways to get lovability and not be of service. Did you get it? Okay. Yeah, all right. And say, I didn't say you have to feel lovable even when you're not needed. Because waiting to feel something is a whole nother ball of fish. I said, you have to get another way. So you could go to a nursing home. You could go to a shelter. You could do something else other than digging out someone who needs you. That's different. Getting you to feel something, changing a network in your brain is a whole nother ball of wax. That's giving a transplant in your brain. And we don't have that <laughs> function yet. Good luck. You take it easy. Thank, Thank you. you so much for the feedback. Thanks. Anybody else? Oh, come on. I had, I had information that the woman told me that it must be that I'm scary and unapproachable. And I said to myself, 
I need to know this because I need to, notice I soften my voice. If it means that I'm unapproachable and I'm difficult, is it the Rhode Island accent? Is it that I, I sound like I got it all together? Incidentally, people who teach intuition, a friend of mine, somebody brought up Carolyn Mace. I once told Carolyn, um, many medical intuitives uh, they have epilepsy. They have something really different about their brain. And many of the great saints who are medically intuitive, they have tend to have temporal lobe epilepsy. Um, the temporal lobe is the area for mysticism, intuition, and spirituality. And our frontal lobe, the area of common sense, is like the mute button on my TV that does not work right now. We'll leave it alone. I <laughs> am cat sound, bitter. Suffice it to say that temporal lobe epileptics have the area of intuition, like I'm warp speed. You have the capacity to use that every night when you dream, you have micro seizures. Suffice it to say, Carolyn Mace also has temporal lobe epilepsy. And she also has very similar health to me. I called her the other day when I was really upset. And um, so whenever I list the other, I have this book, Subcortical Disorders, um, Neuropsychiatry of Subcortical Disorders. And there's a whole chapter on the neurology of religious experience. And it talks about the religious phenomenon of these saints. And whenever I talk about it, they all have epilepsy. Whenever I talk about it, I go, Catherine de Noah, Teresa Yassure, uh, Catherine de Avila, Carolyn Mason, blah, 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 blah. I include her in that list. I said, did you know that Carolyn? She said, I don't. I said, I've been doing it for years. Suffice it to say, I once called her up and I said, you know, Carolyn, just because we have this brain with this savant ability it gives us problems, but it gives us a savant peculiar ability. The same thing could be created by a good shovel to the side of the head. <laughs> Must you reduce everything to a neurological phenomenon? My point is this. Everybody has had a shovel somewhere. Everybody has had a bunch of shovels, a bunch of crises. Now, this is another point in the show. Everybody gets a bunch of kicks in the gut in their life. They lose a parent, they lose a car, they lose a marriage. And each time they lose something, they lose a breast. Some more gets their lobbed off the top. Think of your life as a circle, your body as a circle. And early in your life, you just took got around and around and around in the circle. And then something got lost, a piece got lost. And so you have to, you miss something. And why is that important? It is because you no longer can just wrote, go the same path anymore. 
In fact, to be honest with you, the path you take is a shortcut. You cross the circle, go around, you take a shortcut. And that's what crisis does. Crisis forces you to change your way of thinking. It rewises, rewires your brain and body mystically to think up new solutions. It literally rewires your brain. It makes you go into a fog, but it also creates access to intuition and mysticism to help you access different ways of thinking, like switching BNN to BSS. And it's also, it's always related a little bit to your peculiarity that's already wiring your brain and body. It just exaggerates it. What is this related to? Is this just some weird intuitive phenomenon? No, it's not actually. You have to go when you have a problem, you have to go with your unique obsessions and a reverie in your brain, daydreaming. Recently, I've been fixated on geometry. Why geometry? Who the hell knows? Geometry and trigonometry. I kind of was sleeping in trigonometry. I couldn't understand it in high school because it involves letters. Sine, S-I-N, cosine. So there are three letters of everything. They look the same to me. Three letters of everything, a S looks like a C, looks like, so sine, cosine, tangent, and then you flip them upside down, cotangent. The whole thing is a blur. I don't know what I did to get an A minus, but I did something to get the hell out of there. So I decided I was gonna learn trigonometry again. Now you think, why the hell wait till you find out? I wanted to know why. So I decided, oh, well, trigonometry is related to geometry. So I figured I would get geometry, an elementary book, trigonometry, an elementary book. And I did. And when I got the trigonometry book, I went, where did trigonometry come from? And they have a circle. And they talk about how it involves calculating the line, the shortcut across the circle. And that trigonometry was used to calculate the answers and equations or problems that take forever and ever and ever to solve. And that's what this show is about. If, that, that have so many different problems that are interrelated, like the first floor that's leaking and the driveway with the holes, they're related incidentally, and tripping that's related. Or you lost somebody and then you helped your parents and then your heart went and then your body went. And those things are all related. In solving one, it's like spaghetti. You pull one and then the other and you can't solve one because they're all related and you get frustrated. And that's called a multivariate equation. Because to solve one, you have to solve all of them at once. And that's just a mess. And that is what trigonometry is. Is it solving a bunch of little equations, each one that if you solve it, then the next one changes, and the next one changes, and the next one changes. If I fix my first floor, but then the driveway will mess it up, and that the driveway's fixed and it will mess up the first floor and so on and so on. Well, that's what trigonometry does. 
There's a movie called Hidden Figures. I think you all know about it. It was as NASA when they had to do the moon landing and no one could figure out how to get to the moon. And there was a woman who had a lot of trauma and a lot of tragedy in the 60s. And she was black and she was surrounded by a lot of white guys and they couldn't figure it out. And here she is and they're looking at her and she said, I figured it, I know what it is. It is, um, it is called, her name is Catherine Goble Johnson. She's sitting on that empty blackboard, which is what we all sit around. We're sitting in this, when we sit in our problem, it's just all black in front of us because we can't see the answers. And the problem seems infinite, like going to the moon, as far as far away. And when we try to calculate the problem, the path to the solution, it feels like it's infinitely away in some other world. And then Catherine goes, I know what the solution is. It's Euler's formula, E-U-L-E-R-S. And they look at her and they go, oh, that's just some ancient thing. And that's the key, is everybody thinks that it has to be something new and something new and something new. And it doesn't. And so they poo-poo it. Like something weird, like changing the letters around. Oh, that couldn't possibly be the answer. Euler's method she spits out and scientists go, oh, that's ancient. That couldn't possibly be. And actually it was because it was a solution that once you move out infinitesimally small steps, like the therapist says, you make a small step and it has a little bit of an error built in. But when you calculate each small step, this equation, each series of small steps takes into consideration the whole. It's what happens to us in crisis. Our brains are changed. Things are lost in our brain and body. It forces us to create novel solutions, shortcuts, because when we lose things, there's less to work with, less to work with. You have to trust that if you can't figure something out with your mind, because your mind is lost for that moment, you have to trust something else. It's a shortcut. A circle where before you, you calculate all the details, you sit there and go, okay, if I get the plumber and I get the driveway guy, trust me, I did this and go through the websites and get, I tried every single one of these, it didn't work. And then I called all these people and I got a guy to try to do it for me. Nobody would return his call. And then one day, Today, I wasted time, I changed it up, taken. I changed my pattern. And I asked myself, why are you changing your schedule? And I just got off and I got upset. I got on the phone and I got involved with Spectrum and I got upset. Sometimes getting upset is helpful. It pumps up your temporal lobe. I didn't take my shower on time, taken. Then blessed. I got on the web. I couldn't see without my glasses on. <laughs> I lost a sense. I just could see the phone number and I just dialed it. 
And I argued with her because I was already arguing on Spectrum. I said, I do have an account with you people. I know I'm arguing with her. And then I found that it was wrong. Never mind. I called the lawyers and they helped me. Taken, blessed, broken. I didn't take a shower until two o'clock. My hair was wet 45 minutes ago. Are the problems slowly silvering out? On Monday, I was despondent because I put out a Hail Mary call to a friend of mine saying, you know what? I can't walk downstairs. My sock snagged on the cement. It's true. And I tripped and I fell across the room. And I, if it weren't for slamming against the wall, I would have fallen on the floor and almost died because I only had one disc left. He didn't answer me. And I thought, everybody hates me. You'll do it too. Because you'll spiral. He didn't answer me. He was on one of my other devices. <laughs> he got me a contractor. It's just that if you keep focusing and doing the same things, you have to break it up. Taken, blessed, broken. You have to keep waiting it out and changing it up. And when everything is going wrong, like today, do it all different. Don't take a shower at the right time. Don't eat at the right time. Have filthy hair. I walked around without any underwear on. <laughs> Guy comes to the door. You told me to break some trees down. I said, hold on a second. 12 noon. I had to put on some skinnies to go outside. And now it's 6.02 PM. I'm clean. I have solutions. And maybe I'll have TV. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll have an account. Maybe I won't. But I feel like a million dollars. And you will too. And you're going to keep your heart. Because when you're in that state, you think, what is, the need? what is the use of my life? I'm no use for anybody. I can't get on my own way. And I get on and I hear that I do. It did have meaning. Usefulness. Recovery, repair, relief from falling come at their own time. Yours don't. In the interim, given, give back while you're suffering and move on while things are still missing. And you will find that you will be missing some pieces and taking shortcuts, but you will see the miracle. And you will find the meaning at the end of the sentence. Thank you for joining me for the show. I really appreciate it. I really hope that you're not scared of me. But you know, I could understand. My cats are. <laughs> you have a nice day. Thank you so much. You take it easy. Have a great week. And I will see you next week. Bye-bye now. Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Farber, and I'm an author, teacher, psychotherapist, and shamanic practitioner. On my podcast, Healing for Your Soul, I welcome some amazing guests and introduce you to some healing techniques like earth magic, working with nature and animals, and really getting to the heart of what is keeping you stuck. 
I want to help you deepen your spirituality and let go of blocks that are holding you back. Let me help you in this journey called life. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network. Subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode.